Every team, every topic, everywhere, this is Believe. Today's episode is brought to you by Cars.com. With over 2 million vehicles and 50,000 more added every day, Cars.com will match you with the perfect car for you, your budget, your life, your style. And if you're ready to say goodbye to your current car, Cars.com will get you an instant offer to cash it in. Just start by entering your license plate and get matched with a local dealer who will write you the check. So whether you're looking to buy or sell, just go to Cars.com. It's magical. I'm going to be honest with you, Justin. Yeah. I forgot that we already played. Yeah, it was, back, it, was, it was back during the good days, you know. The season was young. Everybody was happy. Oh, my God. We won. That's right. That's right. Yeah. It was at that moment we all convinced ourselves that maybe <laughs> we were wrong about the Flyers. <laughs> <laughs> Welcome to Checking Out the Competition, Tampa Bay Lightning, and we are joined by Justin Godfrey of Raw Charge. Justin, how are you doing? Doing really good. How are you doing today? Really good. Um, Just like for funsies, I feel like you guys should know that I forgot that the Flyers had already played the Tampa Bay Lightning, and I was prepared to ask Justin to tell me what happened during the summer, and thankfully, he reminded me. <laughs> that the Flyers, the idiot Flyers, back on uh, October 18th, beat the Lightning 3-2. to two, And then I remembered that it was at that moment that I, and many idiots like me, <laughs> convinced myself that perhaps we were all wrong about the Philadelphia Flyers. If they can beat the Lightning, what can't they do? It was a glorious <laughs> time for Philly sports, wasn't it? I think the, you said the um, Phillies were in the World Series. Yeah, that was was an extremely high point. Eagles undefeated, Phillies headed to the World Series, Philadelphia Union, which I care about, but not many other people do, were headed to the MLS Cup playoffs. It was was a good time. Um, (laughs) You know, it's different now. That's fine. And here we are now, yes. We're celebrating other things. Exactly. In the city of Philadelphia, (laughs) but... um, I guess since I already know what happened during the summer, why don't you tell us what has happened over the last month or so with the Tampa Bay Lightning? How have things been going? Uh, better than you would think if you looked at the fan reaction online, but I think that's true for any team. Um, you actually caught me at a decent time because I was just starting to put together the the notes for our month of November. Heck yeah. But, yeah, they went, you know, eight and four, over, eight, four and one over the month or something like that. Um they're starting to find their offense a little bit, so that's good. There just hasn't been a lot of consistency in their game. They'll play great one game, play horrible the next game, play great two games in a row, play horrible for a period and blow a game. So it's just um, they're kind of just looking for that consistency that they've been known for over the last couple of years, and it just isn't there yet. Their defense is still kind of struggling around a little bit. They were dealing with some injuries, but people are starting to come back healthy and and now they're just trying to put everything together. So it's been fine. It's been an extremely <laughs> fine last month. So. <laughs> yeah, so they are uh, through 22 games, 13, 8, and 1. Good for a third in the Atlantic division right now. Um, which, you know, from where I'm sitting seems pretty good, but I'm sure for a Lightning fan who is used to, you know, your team just like running house on the entire league for the entire regular season, I'm sure it's been 
what feels like a bit of a slow start. Yeah, a little bit of a slow start, but they kind of had the same thing last year. Um, mm. They just kind of muddled along. They watched, you know, last year it was Florida that went out and just won every single game they ever played for the first two or three months of the season. This year it's Boston doing the same thing. So I don't think Coach Cooper and the brass really – I don't want to say they don't care about the regular season, but winning the Atlantic division isn't number one on their charts. Uh, yeah. know, they just want to be healthy, make it to the playoffs, and then go from there. So that's kind of in the position they're at right now. So. Yeah, so you guys uh, heading into this game on Thursday with the Flyers are coming off a loss to Boston 3-1 to one on Tuesday. Um, how annoying is it that Boston is this good? Because they're not even in our division, and I am so annoyed by it. It's extraordinarily annoying. Um, it's an- but- I don't hate any other team, but I really don't like Boston. Um, but through no fault of their own, I guess. But it's just like it's just annoying. I really thought this was going to be the year that Boston kind of went away for a little bit. Yes. You know, Bergeron was supposed to retire. Marshawn was hurt. You know, Krejci was over in the Czech League, and then all of a sudden, now it's like, ugh, do they have to be the best team in the league? It's well, I guess second best team after New Jersey, but just for once, just go away so we don't have to hear about you. But there God. you go. New Jersey is like a whole other thing that's making me insane. Um, <laughs> God, Boston. I don't mean I don't want to talk about Boston during this Tampa Bay late yeah. pregame podcast, but they have like a plus forty goal differential. Like, what okay. in the world? Exactly. Yeah, <laughs> so it's so annoying. Yeah, it was, uh, so why they actually played it? They played them twice in the last week, a little bit mm. early. First game down in Tampa, Lightning come out and they absolutely dominated them in the first period. I mean, they. It should have been probably two or three to nothing. It was this first period ended up one one, and then second period the Lightning forgot how to play hockey for twenty minutes. Next thing you know, it's four to one, five to one Boston, something like that. And it's it's like gosh, just it's one of those teams. If you make a mistake, they're going to score, and it's very annoying. And I don't want it to happen anymore. So luckily, I don't think they play <laughs> play them for a while. So. I mean, it looks like over the the last couple of weeks, Boston is the only team that Tampa has had trouble with. Just kind of looking over the schedule, beat the Sabres, which, you know, whatever. Beat the Blues, beat the Predators, beat the Flames, beat the Stars, beat the Capitals. And in each of those games, scoring, well, most of them, many, many goals. Um, I have a feeling I know the answer to this question, but... Who is really lighting it up on offense right now? Well, it's Nick Paul, of course. Um, no. Uh, <laughs> Hall of Famer, Nick Paul. Yeah, Hall of Famer, Nick Paul. Now, uh, while he has had a really good stretch uh, down on the second line, it's it's their top line. It's Nikita Kucherov, it's Braden Point, and uh, Brandon Hagel. So it's kind of, you know, for 22 games in this season, I think he said. So you're starting to get the identity of this team, and it's it's – for the first time, probably in the last three or four years, an extremely top-heavy team. The first two mm-hmm. lines are the only lines that are really scoring right now. Um, so Kucherov um, is doing his thing that he does when he's healthy, where he's averaging one point seven seven points a game or something like that oh over the month. So you just kind of chalk him up for two points a game and go from there. Uh, Steven Stamkos, who's been playing on the second line mostly, um, had a little bit of a drought there. He went uh, 10 games without a goal, but now he's back. He's got six in his last seven or something like that. Um, and then Brandon Hagel has kind of been the missing ingredient. Um, one of our writers, Gio, just put out a post today that he was kind of that missing piece, that Andre Palat replacement that they were looking for. 
So he's jumped into that top line and um, starting to find his role, playing with the speed that he needs to with a player like Kucherov. So that's kind of been where the offense is coming from, that top line, and then the power play has been really good as well. So if you can stop their power play and you can shut down their top line, you'll probably win. But, uh, yeah, that's been kind of hard to do for other teams. So If it's been hard to do for other teams, (laughs) (laughs) I'm just going to guess it's going to be hard for the Flyers, but who can say? We might be getting Cam Atkinson back, so, you know, look out. We will have – approximately four NHL players (laughs) (laughs) we get Cam Atkinson back um just kind of like looking at the box stats for the team right now Vasilevsky has a 906 which is like you know good but not Andre Vasilevsky good is he looking more like a human man or is this just kind of like I think you said that the defense was a little bit sus so is this kind of you know a result of the defense being a little bit leaky or is Vasilevsky actually not an alien? It's yeah, it's kind of uh he's kind of returned to normal a little bit. The only thing is he does this every single year, it seems. And then as soon as, you know, we get around to writing a column of what's wrong with Andre Vasilevsky, he, he rips off a 10 game stretch where he's, you know, all Vesna world goaltender mm. again. So I'm kind of putting that, writing that off for right now, just, you know, just to have fun. But uh, he's yeah, he kind of struggled the month over the month. Um, he had a five game stretch where he allowed three goals or more in every single game, and it, you just don't see that from him, uh, even with a bad defense in front. So that was uh, kind of concerning. Over the last two weeks or so, he's kind of righted the ship a little bit, um, and he's he's starting to post better numbers. Um, he just for some reason he does to me he doesn't look comfortable back there. I don't know if he's dealing with a minor thing or not. Uh, there's been no rumor about that, but. Some of the the puck tracking and things like that, he's getting beaten on shots that you usually don't see him get beat on from distance. Um, so it's a little bit concerning, but I'm not going to worry about it until unless he's still doing this in March and April, uh, and then we can start worrying about it. I did see our first couple of calls for we got to start Brian Elliott more, and I'm like, oh, no, you, no, you don't. Yeah, no. Brian Elliott is perfectly fine doing what he's doing, playing once every two weeks. And, Literally. Uh, yeah, the worst so. thing you can do with a Brian <laughs> Elliott is start him more. That's exactly. not the answer. <laughs> never the answer. The yeah. returns get diminished so quickly. Exactly. Yeah. Yeah. So. No, he'll be a very good for eleven games and nothing else. Exactly. Let him, let him live on the bench. He's good there. Yeah. Why do we have enough back to backs to keep Brian Elliott busy this year? So that's yeah. that's kind of what we need him for. And yeah, he, he's been fine when he started, but. Yeah, Vasilevsky will work it out at some point, and he'll be back to the player we all know he is. So you mentioned that the defense um, was kind of a weaker spot and maybe the bottom six for the team. Um, Is there anything that's been going, like, remarkably poorly for the Lightning over the last couple of weeks? Uh, Penalty kill's been really, really bad. Um, They just can't seem to sort things, get the puck out of their end. Uh, They start chasing around a lot and randomly leave people wide open in front of the net, which is never a good idea. So um, I think there's just a a communication issue going on. They've been mixing and matching their pairs. Uh, It it had seemed at the beginning of the month that they had kind of gotten things together, and then Eric Chernick was hurt for a little bit. Um, Zach Bogazian just got back into the lineup after a shoulder injury that kept him out for most of the first of the year. Uh, so they're still kind of messing with their pairs in front of them in a little bit. And I think that, that that could also lead to a little bit of a problem that Vasilevsky's 
seeing is he's not used to the players in front of him yet and who's going to go out to block a shot, who's going to stay back. Um, so once he kind of gets that going, once they kind of get that communication worked out, uh, they take a lot of chances in their own zone with clearing pucks. You'll see a lot of, you know, attempts like blind backhand passes to the center of the ice that if their teammates not there goes really, really badly. Uh, so that, yeah, that's kind of been the, the issues on defense a little bit. They, um, like I said, they did get Bogazian back. Uh, they've had Nick Perbix come up. Uh, he's a rookie, kind of started playing at the beginning of the month and came in to help out with some injuries. And now they have no excuse to get him out of the lineup. So he's pushed uh, Philippe Myers out of the rotation. Uh, Hayden Fleury's been pushed out. So I think they have their six that they're set on now. Now it's just kind of partnering him up mm. and figuring it from there. Outside of the top six, um, Hall of Famers that currently play for your team. Um, who's like who's been playing well enough that we should you know keep an eye out for them in the game? Uh, if you're looking down at the bottom six, uh, like Vlad Demeskov doesn't have a goal this season, and I don't know how he doesn't. Um, he's played really well for a third line center, um, getting chances. This is this is his second go around with the Lightning after he kind of journeyed through the league for a little bit over the last couple of years, and he's kind of filled in as that solid defensive center who can still spark some opportunity. You'll see him fly up and down the ice every once in a while and then put one off the post or shoot it three inches wide after getting some really good chances. Uh, Ross Colton um, just kind of goes to the areas and scores goals. Uh, he's usually down on the second line. They've also struggled with their fourth line. Um, last year, Pat Maroon, Pierre Edward Bellamar, and Corey Perry, uh, the the age like a fine wine line kind of <laughs> really you know they played above what everybody expected and now they've kind of crashed back to the earth uh bellamary especially looks like maybe age has kind of caught up with him a little bit you know, he's 37 that's a bummer yeah and he just he just looks a step behind um out on the ice so they've kind of struggled with that fourth line but yeah that's kind of i, I would look out for vlad um He's he's probably the most dynamic player on the bottom six right now for the Lightning. Anything else of note you think that Flyers fans need to know about the Tampa Bay Lightning heading into this game? Well, you got a chance to boo Steven Stamkos if he hits the thousand point mark to, uh, for the game. He's sitting at nine ninety nine right now. Uh, picked up a. They actually took a point away from him in the Buffalo game. Um, oh. Yeah, they kind of switched the goal around to go to assist away from him, so he went back to. 998 going into last night, and then he picked up a goal. So he's he's right on that verge of hitting a thousand points. Which oh, he's totally going to do it. Yeah, <laughs> just That's like, like I said, when, when I was kind of looking at the schedule, and he got to like 995, I was like, yeah, Philly would be like the perfect city because <laughs> I think they would cheer, but I'm not a hundred percent sure they would. Because um, uh, last week uh, Patrice Bergeron hit the mark in, in Tampa. He got his thousandth point done in the game against the lightning and you know, the, the crowd cheered him and the teammates came out and I was like, ah, it's going to be interesting if Stamkos does this on the road. So kind of looking forward to that. See how he does. I, I don't, I, I can't imagine that flyers fans have a lot of bad feelings about Steven Stamkos. Oh yeah. So what I was living down in Tampa is basically, uh, you know, lightning were really bad. So most of the, Fans in the building were for other teams, so there's a lot of Flyers fans down there. Um, but I don't think it's a real rivalry. Uh, the Lightning no. did have some good movements moments against the uh, the Flyers. The first uh, playoff win came against Philly, and 
then the uh, 2004 Eastern Conference Final was, you know, against the Flyers as well. So, but yeah, I don't think there's a lot of animosity between the teams. So, you know, doing it against the Panthers or against the Bruins would be a little bit different. So it'd be a fun fun building for him to, to get the point in. I think so. I mean, we don't really have a rivalry with anyone anymore because <laughs> you just can't. Like, you know, what am I going to get mad at the Penguins for beating the Flyers? It's like, eh. Yeah. You know? <laughs> it's like you can't really work yeah. up the energy to be mad at another team right now. Um, but, I mean, like, that's that's something fun. It's like a good reason to tune into the game. Is that yeah? Go out to the game, make a little history, get a ticket, see some history, maybe see some history, have fun. Yeah, a Thursday night. What else are you going to do? So, very true. Um, Final question. Give me a score. All right. So I think last time I said it was going to be four three in overtime for the Lightning. Um, Mm -hmm. So today I'm going to go with I'm going to go the opposite. I'm going to go with the Flyers. (gasps) They're going to win another game. It's going to be three to one Flyers. That's a very wacky answer. You know, I I can't figure <laughs> out this. I can't even figure out my own team, so I'm not even going to guess how you guys are going to do. If the Flyers win two in a row, like I'm, I might actually throw like a party. <laughs> it would feel that momentous, especially. I, I know I, I'm going to say that they do do it. I'm going to say it's go. going to be just like last time. They're going to beat the Lightning. And we're all going to convince ourselves that they've pulled themselves out right. of the slide. You're getting healthy now. Torch has got, the, got him playing his style. So, yeah, win the streak. Here you come. Here come the Flyers. I'm going <laughs> to say, um, Flyers. let's say, uh, I'm going to say two to one because I, I truly cannot envision a scenario in which they get more than two past right. Vasilevsky. <laughs> so, I'm going to go two to one. <laughs> Excellent. All right, Justin, thank you so much. If you would like to, you can tell people where they can find you on the internet. Pretty much just uh, rawcharge.com or Twitter at rawcharge. Um, Yeah, that's about my online presence these days. So if you want to check out anything, just, uh, yeah, just come visit us, please. All (laughs) right. (laughs) Justin, thank you again. I hope that you enjoy the game. Hope everyone listening enjoys the game. Let's go Flyers. Thank you. Let's let's go Bolts. Thanks. Bye. What is up, Astros fans? This is Jeff Balke and my partner, former Astro Jeff Blum from the Believe in Astros podcast to tell you baseball is back and we've got your world champion Houston Astros covered. Every week we go inside the clubhouse, break down the games, discuss the players and give you everything you need to know about the Houston Astros baseball organization with special guests and a few surprises all summer and into the postseason. So tune in to the Believe in Astros podcast. That's B-L-E-A-V on Apple, Spotify, YouTube and everywhere you get your podcasts. Go Astros.